You don't know flag. You Don't Know Flat, a podcast full of stories about retro gaming, retro computing, video games, arcade games, and technology from a guy who was there and still is. My name is Rob O'Hara, but for the next 30 minutes, you can call me Flat. Episode 120, Radio Scanners. Across the street with a long coat and white boots. 
are throwing gang signs and making threats to the guys across the street. But I listen to them. Alright, now 12 and 11. Domestic battery, domestic battery at 6300 South King. 6300 South King, domestic battery. Miss Taylor's going to be in front of the currency exchange. Says she was jumped on by the boyfriend and he says her cell phone. He's a male black 22 and light complexed with dreads. Uh, they short and slim red and black coat. A black man. He said he was last seen running eastbound on 63rd. Hello and welcome to episode 120 of You Don't Know Flat. On today's show we're going to be talking about radio scanners, those little devices that allow you to listen in and eavesdrop on the world around us. What you were just listening to is a live radio feed of the Chicago Fire and Ambulance uh, radio frequencies. We're going to talk a little bit about how that is possible for me to listen to in Oklahoma. I'll be sharing some old stories about uh, my experiences with scanners and some of the things you can listen to and um, how all that works. So uh, we got a long show ahead of us, so let's go ahead and get started with episode 120, You Don't Know Flack Radio Scanners. I first became interested in radio scanners back um, in the 1980s, in the early BBS days. One of the things hackers would trade, um, along with software, was information. Uh, I talked about a little bit about in the last episode how hackers would trade uh, passwords, uh, default security settings, long-distance codes, things like that. Information on BBSs. And another thing they would trade, uh, occasionally, I remember downloading a file that was filled with radio frequencies, and I didn't really understand what somebody could use those for, but it turns out you had to have a radio scanner uh, to pick up those frequencies. So I had seen these files, but I didn't really um, have any way to use that information at that time. It wasn't until the early 90s when I was going to college and working for a local newspaper, that I actually saw radio scanners being in use. They were used by the newspaper to track police and ambulance and emergency communications. So that's uh, one way that the newspaper would find out about things that were going on. They would hear communications between uh, you know, the dispatcher and police officers or uh, rescue personnel telling them about emergencies, and the newspaper would find out about it at the same time so they could dispatch a reporter out. So that's how you got your breaking news stories. I, I never, I guess I never thought about owning my own scanner until I attended HoHoCon, the hacker conference I talked about in the last episode, episode 119. And I saw several people with radio scanners at HoHoCon some people were obviously using them to try and listen to law enforcement. Uh, other people use them just for fun to l listen to different things. So, um, But I thought the whole thing was pretty interesting. So when I came back from HoHoCon, a couple of months after I got back, I remember it was the spring of 95, 
I bought my first handheld radio scanner. I got it at Radio Shack. Um, it runs off of six AA batteries, or it has a 12-volt adapter. So you can, actually, you can plug it into a cigarette light adapter in your car, which I'll get into the legalities a bit here shortly. Or you can just plug it in in your house and run it off of an outlet. The type of radio scanners that I'm talking about today don't allow you to broadcast. You can't talk to anyone on these. You can only listen to other things that are being broadcast. Of course, there are uh, scanners and uh, radio transmitters that you can send, but these are strictly designed just to listen to other uh, things that are being broadcast. And one thing that was interesting about the one that I bought was there is a large section of frequencies that are blocked out. And that has to do with the actual FCC laws. So on the first scanner that I bought, the scanning frequencies goes up to around 900. And then uh, when we're talking about uh, hertz here, it goes up to about 900 hertz and stops and skips to 1300. So we'll talk a little bit about what we are not allowed to listen to with these scanners and ways to get around that. So what does a radio scanner pick up? And the answer is whatever is being broadcast. Uh, most handheld scanners, the handheld scanner I have came with a six inch antenna. So this is not, um, we're not talking about an antenna that you have to mount on top of your house or in your attic, anything like that. This is a tiny small antenna. This looks basically just like a handheld CB radio uh, or, or walkie talkie even. But it's amazing that Inside my house, with this tiny little antenna, you can pick up all sorts of things being broadcast 24 hours a day. Um, so some of the things that you can pick up with a just a normal, unmodified radio scanner. Uh, number one, as I just showed at the beginning of the program, you can pick up emergency channels. That's um, essentially what you'll hear is conversations between dispatchers and police officers um, fire, rescue, ambulance, things like that. They still use normal uh, broadcast radios that go back and forth, and those radios are so powerful that you can pick them up in your house, even with a small antenna. There are also information channels. Uh, there are stations that broadcast weather and news alerts, so you can pick those up on handheld scanners. There are also weird channels out there. I'll talk a little bit about number stations. I... Don't think that a handheld scanner is strong enough, the antenna is strong enough to pick up most number stations. That would be more for like a ham radio or uh, something with a larger antenna. But they're still pretty interesting, so I'm going to talk a little bit about those. Anything that broadcasts, for example, drive through speakers. And as idiotic as this sounds, for some reason it has always been entertaining to listen to other people order food on drive through systems. <laughs> And uh, for anyone that's ever worked in a fast food restaurant with a drive through system, I know that both of the restaurants I worked in had a feature where uh, if you hold down one button, you can talk to the customers in drive through If you hold down the other button, you can talk to other employees that are also wearing the headset. And so with a handheld scanner, you can listen to those conversations. I don't know that I've ever sat outside of a drive through restaurant just to listen to people talk, but back when I first got my scanner and all this was new and exciting, I did take my scanner with me if I went uh, through a drive-thru restaurant and would at least listen to what was going on while I was there ordering food. 
So another thing, things inside your house that broadcast outside of your house, things that a lot of people don't think about. Number one, cordless phones. Now, cordless phones have changed throughout the years. You remember the old uh, cordless phones that were often advertised as having 10 different channels? Those broadcast loud and clear. And even if the handset didn't have a, a very strong signal to broadcast, the bass, which was also transmitting the conversations back to the handset, was much stronger. So it was um, very easy inside your house to pick up cordless phone conversations within a block radius of your home. Uh, newer, There are newer types of cordless phones, and um, we'll talk a little bit about scrambling technology and quote-unquote encryption, but the bottom line is you can still pick these up today. Uh, another thing is cell phone conversations. Now, most people think, well, cell phones... Uh, those are digital signals. You can't pick those up. But often cell phone signals go to a tower or to a repeater where they are then broadcast. Um, a lot of signals can be combined together in what's called a trunk, and those can be repeated to another tower. Oftentimes those signals are not encrypted. So with a normal radio handheld scanner, I have listened to people's cell phone conversations, and I can verify this because I have been driving down the interstate looked to the side of me and seen someone talking on their cell phone and heard their conversation coming out of my scanner. I won't say that you can pick up every cell phone conversation, but cell phone conversations are still being broadcast in a way that radio scanners can pick them up. Another thing that a lot of people have in their house are baby monitors. Um, so just by running through the list of frequencies, oftentimes you'll suddenly hear uh, the inside of someone's house. You can hear people talking about what they're cooking for dinner, um, or you can hear baby crying, things like that. Whenever you get those type of signals, you're usually picking up someone's baby monitor. Also, um, the home intercom systems broadcast on similar frequencies. So any of these things that you have inside your house that you might not think about are probably or could be broadcasting those signals to within a block, maybe two blocks away from your house where uh, some creepy person like myself is sitting inside listening to what's going on in your house. So think about that when you go to bed. Uh, another thing that has popularized radio scanners over the last several years is uh, NASCAR and other types of races. So the communications that go on between uh, the pit crews and the race car drivers also take place, of course, on regular radio frequencies. So with a handheld scanner, you can listen to the conversations between the crew and the driver and back. Another thing you can pick up with radio scanners is interference. Um, a lot of people don't think about this, but there's a lot of radio interference out there. You get some from your car, you get some from electronics. I used to, back before we had smartphones and people didn't have things to do when they were sitting around bored, and my wife would go grocery shopping, sometimes I would sit in the car with my scanner just to see what I could pick up if it was... Uh, uh, cell phones or cordless phones or whatever. A lot of times I noticed I would get interference from when the automatic doors on the grocery store would open and close. So there's all kinds of things out there that are just broadcasting these radio frequencies. Uh, another interesting thing, uh, if you happen to live or work by an airport, which I work right next to an airport, is you can pick up tower conversations as well. The conversations that are being broadcast uh, from the tower to pilots and back. And then, um, of course, there are the handheld radios that are all over the city. Lots of city employees have these handheld radios. Um, 
the two-way communication radios, you'll hear sanitation workers, you'll hear city workers, you'll hear all these people having conversations all day long who think they're just talking to one person, but really they're broadcasting their conversations all over the city. So there are lots and lots of things that with just a normal, unmodified, off-the-shelf radio scanner that you can listen to. Let's talk just for a moment about the legality of scanners. There are several laws that have to do with scanners, what you can listen to, how you can use them. All those laws uh, differ state by state. So if you go to AFN.org, and I'll put that in the show notes, um, there is a whole section about scanner laws. One law that most states have make it illegal to use a scanner in association with a crime which I think is just a way of them to trump up one extra charge. But it is illegal if you're committing a crime, then it is also illegal to use a scanner to listen to the police to help you evade in that crime. So criminals aren't really known for following laws in the first place, which is what makes them criminals. But that is one extra charge that you may find yourself uh, facing if you have a handheld scanner and you are committing a crime. In addition, many states have laws preventing you from installing radio scanners into a vehicle. And the wording on some of these laws doesn't really make it clear. There are some states where people have had their scanners um, taken away by law enforcement because the scanner was plugged into a cigarette lighter and the police officer decided that that uh, constituted the scanner being installed. Now, I would have to fight that personally, but... It is, uh, in some states, it is illegal to actually operate a mobile scanner at all inside a moving vehicle. So there are all kinds of little laws. Uh, Again, that website is AFN.org. If you are planning on purchasing a radio scanner or already have one, you should probably check out the links and look at your state and see what laws apply to you. It is also, I believe, illegal to record anything that you pick up on a scanner. So I think... Uh, I just broke the law (laughs) with the opening of uh, this episode of You Don't Know Flack. But um, I've always had a a difficult time in following laws where I am picking up things that are being broadcast inside my own home. Years and years ago, in the early 80s, my dad had hooked up a microwave antenna in our house that would pick up HBO. This is before the movie channels uh, started scrambling their signals. And I believe someone came to the house one time to ask him about the antenna. And his response is what my response would be, which is, I am picking up signals that you're broadcasting to my house. So if you don't want me to view those, view that signal or watch that channel, then don't broadcast it to my house. So I kind of feel the same way, and I believe the law backs you up on this. Uh, if people are broadcasting radio signals or radio frequencies into your house... Uh, then it is your right to listen to them. Now, recording them, uh, playing them back for other people, doing things like that, that's a different story. So, And also, all of this, what we're talking about is using a radio scanner to listen to things that are being broadcast. Uh, obviously, if you're going to broadcast, then that's when you start to fall under the uh, umbrella of the FCC, FCC licenses, all those sorts of things. So... Uh, I would like to, I don't know very much about pirate radio. I would like to do an episode. I would like to learn more about that. At some point, I know there are sound cards out there now uh, that let you broadcast. So 
I would like to find out more about that. But again, everything that I've been talking about here is just for receiving uh, transmissions. So how do you find radio frequencies uh, with a scanner like this? And there are basically three different ways on the scanner that I own. There are three different ways to listen. The first is you can punch in just like, um, it's, it's very comparable to the radio in your car. So to use some analogies like that, the first way that you can listen to a frequency is on the little keypad, you can punch in that frequency. So um, that's like if your favorite radio station is 100.1 or whatever, it's the same thing with uh, a radio scanner. Police tend to use the same frequencies. They don't change because obviously they have to reconfigure all their uh, equipment or race car drivers have a specific frequency so they don't bleed over into um, uh, other drivers' frequencies. So if you know the frequency that you're looking for, uh, and there are books and internet sites and all these things dedicated uh, to radio frequencies. So if you know the frequency, the first way is just to punch that frequency into your scanner and you can listen to it. You can also save those frequencies into um, a bank or a group on most scanners, and you can scan through those. So that's kind of like the setting on your radio in your car where you scan through your preset radio stations. So again, what you've done at this point is programmed in multiple frequencies, and then you're just scanning through that bank of frequencies. And then the third way is what I would call is just a sweep, like on the radio in your car where you just hit seek, and it goes and then it stops whenever it hits a frequency. You can do that with scanners too. So um, the old... The original 10-channel uh, cordless phones broadcast between, I believe, 46 and 47 hertz. So uh, all you had to do was set your scanner to go from 46 to 47, hit scan, and it would loop through those frequencies. Like the old CB radios, most scanners also have a squelch button, and that's where you can determine how sensitive. Uh, you could basically set the level of what a no-broadcast sounds like. So that way it doesn't just stop when they're static. Um so you could set that squelch on just a like a medium level, and it would sit there and scan through and only stop and start broadcasting or you know start picking up the signal whenever it heard someone on a cordless phone. So when I bought my first scanner, which like I said was back in 1995, I was living in a small town outside the city called El Reno, or as people have told me, El Ghetto. Um, and there wasn't a lot of things to do in El Reno. I basically uh, was living in an older home. It was about mm, 30 minutes away from work, um, and 30 minutes outside the city. So there wasn't a lot to do out there. So I would sit there with the radio scanner, and it was a two-story house. So I would go upstairs, and it seemed like at the time you could hear the entire city. I mean, um, with those 10 channels... Of cordless phones, I could pick up somebody's conversation on every channel. I could also pick up uh, all the police and ambulance frequencies and listen to those conversations, which in El Ghetto, there were plenty of police and fire and ambulance calls going on all the time. Occasionally, uh, when my friend would come over, my friend Stephen, we would actually go out for evening walks and walk around the neighborhood, and I would take my scanner with me. Um, and this kind of raises things to almost a creepy voyeur level because um, based on the clarity of the signal and the volume, you could kind of tell how close you are to a signal. 
So more than once, uh, we would find ourselves walking down the street and hear a signal getting louder and louder and louder and then start to taper off as we kept walking. And we would then, you know, turn around and walk a few steps back. And we could actually, within a house or two, figure out what house people were talking on their phone. Occasionally, you would even see people, you know, sitting on their front porch or uh, in their living room with the shades open and you could see people on the phone. So um, that kind of added a a weird level (laughs) to um, having the scanner. We didn't do that too often. Um, So... I had the scanner um, in 96 is when I moved to Spokane. And for a year and a half, Susan and I lived in an apartment complex. So if you think about how compact living conditions are in an apartment complex, it was even crazier there in the apartment. I mean, you could get uh, cell phones. Uh, cell phones were still pretty fairly new um, in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, but cordless phones um, just all the time, you know, and, um, it, we almost, because we were so bored in Spokane, we had like no extracurricular life outside of work for a long time there. And so we would have the scanner on for entertainment instead of like what most people would do listening to the radio. I mean, you would just have it turned on and scanning these frequencies, listening for police or emergencies or people's cordless phones. And you would walk by and, and just, you know, hear what you heard, whatever was being broadcast at that time, or uh, if we were in the living room reading, it might be on. Um, so it's kind of like background noise, but just of uh, things that were going on around the city. One of the things that was really eye-opening uh, when I was in Spokane was that was around the time that the World Wide Web really took off. We moved to Spokane in 96, so um, I first got on the web in uh, 95 and was on the internet in 94 but um, you know 96 97 around that time people started finding out about the web and using their phones to call and order things so it was not uncommon I would say this was a daily occurrence in fact to hear people's phone conversations on the scanner where they would call uh, and then order things by reading their credit card number over the phone. Still happens today. People still do it, not as much. But, um, uh, you know, I always wanted to find these people, and, and I've never, ever used any of that information maliciously or anything like that. But I always wanted to find these people and just, you know, let them know that I'm listening to them give their credit card freely over the phone. It was just a definitely a strange experience. We also had a neighbor that was a... Uh, police officer who would call his buddy every night and talk about you know all the beautiful women he had pulled over and how he had tried to get their phone numbers and how they were going to hook up and all these things that it was it's people are are very different of course in their personal life than they are in their public life and so it was interesting you know just to hear and, and these are people that we didn't know but just to hear these conversations so um so it was very interesting, but also at a time you feel almost uh, like you're being voyeuristic. Uh, well, you are being voyeuristic, you know. Um, I do know that um, a friend of the family, let's put it that way, once heard a conversation by their neighbors saying something about them that led to a long feud. So, uh, and, you know, those are... In the movies, you see people saying, oh, well, you know, get on a landline or whatever. But it is true. I mean, there there are people out there listening to conversations. So 
Uh, one of the funniest stories in regards to having a, a handheld scanner is uh, on the weekends, years ago, I used to go over to my friend's house, and uh, my friend lived by himself, and uh, he's a little off-kilter, a little off-the-beaten-path, and uh, so I would go over there on the weekends, like late Friday night or late Saturday night, we would play video games and, and do whatever, and so uh, occasionally I would take the scanner over to his house, and his next-door neighbor uh, was going through a divorce at the time. So for uh, a year or two, we had always seen a car over there with kids, and then for a while we hadn't we hadn't seen anybody over there, just the one uh, one car. So I take the scanner over to my friend's house, and we're listening to the scanner, and we hear a conversation where a man is talking to a woman, and all of a sudden they start talking about my friend, and. They start talking about uh, how odd he is, how his father comes over and mows the grass, and what kind of a weirdo he is. And, of course, I, you know, it's not about me, so I thought it was hilarious. My friend did not think it was quite as funny. Um, but, uh, I mean, that was kind of an eye-opening experience. You don't think about um, your neighbors. I don't think about my neighbors. Uh, I don't ever see my neighbors. I don't go outside. But, um, you know, I don't think about my neighbors like what do they think about me or are they talking about me on the phone i would never even dream of that but uh so it was a, a obviously a, a weird uh not only a strange conversation but just a weird coincidence on the timing that we would overhear that conversation at that time uh and then after that my friend didn't want me to bring the scanner over anymore <laughs> so that, that cured him of that with cell phones uh, and cordless phones, uh, cordless phones moved many of their frequencies to the 900 hertz range. So when I saw that happening, I started trying to tune in on my scanner and found out that uh, that range was blocked. My scanner jumps from about 860, I think, 870, something like that, up to 1300. So there's a giant... Um, uh, dead section on my scanner. Now, old scanners, back in the old days, you could actually upgrade or change the frequencies it listened to by uh, replacing the crystals that went in. And the crystals are what actually tuned the radio. But, of course, with modern uh, solid-state technology, that's not possible. And so I went on the Internet, and I Googled the model of scanner that I had to find out about that. And uh, so I found that information that um, in the United States, handheld scanners were programmed uh, to block out those frequencies. But the exact same model of scanner in other countries like Mexico and Canada do not have those frequencies blocked. So about $100 later on eBay, uh, I had the exact same scanner from Canada being shipped to me. And the scanner that I got from Canada does pick up those frequencies. And, you know, now uh, most most cordless phones broadcast like in the 2.7 or, or uh, 4.7 uh, ranges. So higher ranges than what my scanner will do. So it was kind of a moot point, but it just made me mad that, I, <laughs> that someone had blocked those frequencies on my scanner. So, um, so now I have two scanners that look identical. Um, but, uh, one picks up, uh, I, I used to joke that it, um, translated people's conversations into Canadian, but I, I don't think that it really does that. Um, but anyway, 
what you find out, I mean, about your neighbors talking on their phones and on people's cell phones is that most people are boring. Uh, you know, my old neighbors were these old ladies who would talk about quilting for hours and hours. And, you know, listening to the, to the police scanner, unless you live in a pretty active area, there's a lot of dead time and um, just not overall very interesting to listen to. I mean, the, I guess the excitement wears off. And then you're just kind of left listening to, you know, what was interesting starts just sounding like noise. Over the last several years, something that has come out, uh, when I first got my iPhone, I went in the app store and I was looking for different applications. And I found one, uh, there are several of them that are radio scanners. Now, I guess I should backtrack for years, and I'll put a, a link to this in the show notes as well. There are websites that you can go to that are basically repeating radio signals from other cities. So even though those these type of radio scanners don't have a long distance, you know, that they can broadcast, but people pick those frequencies up locally and then stream them onto the internet. So you can go to these websites and listen to streams from cities all across the country. But what was really interesting was, like I said, when I first got my iPhone and I was looking through the uh, app store, I found several applications that do the same thing. So the one that I have here is called 50 Radio. And uh, actually this is 50 Radio HD because I have it on my iPad. But when I open it here and I pull up the menu, you can browse scanner feeds from all over the country. There are the top 100 feeds. You can add your own feeds. So in this iPad app, all the feeds for Oklahoma City are built in. So here's Oklahoma City Police, Oklahoma County Sheriff and Fire, um, Edmond Police and Fire. So all the areas around me are built into this app. So I don't have to use my scanner anymore. This just, other people are streaming those feeds out onto the internet. If I go look at the top 100 scanner feeds built into this, the number one is Chicago Police and Fire, and that's what I was streaming at the beginning of the show. Right here off the top is uh, LAPD Citywide, Logan Police, Chicago Fire, uh, what are some of the other ones here, San Diego, Columbus, Montreal, uh, so uh, Detroit, that's probably a busy one. Now, the difference between this and actually having a scanner is you can only pick up frequencies in this that other people are broadcasting or streaming for you, So, and, and really thank goodness that you can't pick up cell phones or uh, cordless phones with an app like this, but... Uh, anything, you know, basically emergency frequencies, stuff like that, that people want to listen to. Now you could just do it either with an app or through a website. So one last thing I wanted to talk about was number stations. And number stations, they almost fall out of sight of the scope of this podcast, but they're so interesting, and, I, and I've been reading about them for the last week, so I wanted to mention them. One of the things that gets broadcast are these really odd signals that are out there. And for a long time, people didn't know what they were. Um, this is just a short sample of a signal that broadcasts uh, from the middle of the Soviet Union. So this signal does this 24 hours a day, all day, all night. Um, but occasionally the signal stops, and of course people re have been recording this signal for years waiting for it to do something interesting. On August 2010, 
the buzzing stopped and the following message was broadcast in Russian. What we now know is that there are signals like this all over the world, and they appear to be communications between governments and spies. They are using what is called a one-time pad encryption, which means if you don't have the original source, it's impossible to decrypt these series of numbers. Um, But governments, it's very inexpensive for them to broadcast these uh, lists of numbers to get messages out. It's very inexpensive uh, for spies to intercept these messages. All they need is a, a... you know, a radio scanner with a, a big antenna. So even if you pick up the signal or the frequency and hear the message, you still can't descramble it. And don't think that our government doesn't do this as well, because there are lots of number stations uh, being broadcast from here, apparently to spies all over the world. So just kind of a little interesting uh, phenomenon. One of those things that are being broadcast out there, um, in the radio frequency land. So if you have a big enough antenna on your scanner, probably more of a mobile radio or a radio that would be more permanently in your house, but, uh, you can, you can pick these up today. So, well, that's pretty much it for, um, my knowledge of, of radio scanners. I do still have my scanners. I don't use them very much anymore. Um, I don't have a need to know when cops are headed my way. I do occasionally run the app when I'm laying down for bed and I'll listen for things going on, but largely what you find is most cities have a lot of alarms that go off that police have to respond to and a lot of domestic batteries. That's mostly what, what you hear <laughs> on the scanner, so it's it's um, less interesting and more depressing. Uh, but uh, they are still fun to play with, and it's uh, interesting to go out every now and then just to just to see what you can pick up and see what people are broadcasting and what they don't know they're broadcasting. So, Anyway, this concludes episode 120 of You Don't Know Flack. Uh, I, would, I considered doing a show about MAME cabinets this week, but uh, I had such a crappy week at work that I didn't feel like working on this after work. So uh, uh, maybe uh, next week in the evenings I'll put together some more information about MAME cabinets. Thank you to all the listeners. Um, Thanks to everybody that supports the show. If you have any show ideas or feedback, anything like that, you can email me at robohara at robohara.com. You can always get the latest episodes on iTunes. Uh, Search for You Don't Know Flack. There's an RSS feed. There's also a Facebook page for You Don't Know Flack. So if you want the latest information, um, if you want what's going on with the podcast before it airs, you want to know when it's going to air, always check that page. That's all I've got. Thanks. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week with episode 121 of You Don't Know Flat.